You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Amy76 bringing us into episode number 133 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guys, Jay Dog. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Sad week it is. It is, week it is. It is Saturdays indeed, but here to rain on our parade some more. The great all day AJ King here to push more Mahomes propaganda for the world to hear. Go ahead and just just go ahead. Just start. Go ahead. Get out the way now. Just get, go ahead, get, get out, out the way. way. Come on, hurry up. Oh, you mean hurry the up. you mean the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football? That guy. Come on, stop it. All right. Just see, this is what we're talking about. Uh no. The first thing that I absolutely need to jump into, because it's the most important, and y'all need to just go ahead and acknowledge this right now. It was a hold. Like it it, it was a hold. No, My yeah, man. I don't think it was. I never I never said it wasn't. I never okay. disagree. I disagree with the call itself in a you, Super Bowl game. I don't okay. disagree with it, so, that's so the that's the argument. Thing. That's the argument. Whether so or not you call that thing, in that right? situation. Why why have the rule if you're not gonna call it in certain situations? Because like, they skipped it throughout some of the game where AJ was getting held and Devon Smith got held. They skipped it. So it's just like even even when Juju got held on on the on the one across the middle, Juju kind of got held. They didn't call it there. Like they didn't call it. So I'm like, you got to keep it consistent at that point. Exactly. Just, if you won't call it there, call it the rest of the time. Like be consistent with it. I agree. I agree with you to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, you you call the call when you see it. I don't know what happened because I agree with you. Juju early in the game, and it was a pretty pivotal drive in the first half where Juju goes over the middle. He clearly gets held. There's no call, and then the Chiefs basically don't see the ball for like 15 minutes of game time after that because they got the scoop and score. And in in the Eagles had two very long TD drives. Basically, Mahomes was off the field for 15 minutes after that. So, I agree with you that the calls need to be consistent. But at the end of the day, like I guess it would be one thing to me if it was like, you know, really borderline. But he grabbed two handfuls of jersey twice, and I'm like, at a certain point, what are you supposed to do if you're the official? Just like, ah, oh, no, I'm not gonna call it. I thought I thought it was the right call. I would want that called if I was an Eagles fan and my receiver was going out into that route and was getting held like that. So I just have to start with that because, you know, that's been the topic of, of conversation for the last few days. But um, what more can I say about Mahomes, y'all? Like, uh, to be down 24-14, um, not only that, but to basically seem like his ankle was mush. Uh, after getting tackled and rolled up on again, and I don't know what they did at halftime, what what doctor tricks they pulled, uh, what may or may not have been injected into that ankle for that 45 minutes where Rihanna was performing, but they came out and the Eagles didn't get another stop, and that was fascinating. I, what do you, what do y'all think about the defensive effort? Like, uh, you know, obviously one of the best defenses in the league looked pretty pedestrian against a guy on one ankle in the second half. Yeah, no, that was that's my fault for the entire game was the Eagles defense. Like, there's offensive woes that we could have we didn't really score a lot in the second half, but the defense start to finish was horrible. Let's just be honest. It's not just in the second half. It was horrible. Gannon now has another now now has a head coaching job after wetting the bed horrendously in the Super Bowl. We're talking about a team that scored thirty eight points on you. You didn't make it a defensive adjustment until five minutes left in the fourth quarter, when it's now it's too late. You gave up two wide-open touchdowns. It's too late. Like, and that is players as well, because players didn't know their alignments, didn't know how to make the switches, but that still, I think, goes on to a coaching schematic of how that zone was supposed to be broken down, and that's just a horrible soft-coverage zone they were running throughout the entire game. We're, it was like a threat. We were threatened by second-string receivers in the Juju, who, who could still be considered a first, like a number one guy if you want to make the argument to me. I think it's false, but you can make the argument Juju's the number one. But everybody else was like number two. Marcus Valdez-Scan was the number two. Travis Kelsey wasn't really seen after the first half of the game. So you're just letting these other guys cook us 
in this soft shell covered zone where nobody knew the switch they were supposed to make. The alignments were off. Whatever was going on with the field, I don't want to make no excuses for that because both teams were guilty. You couldn't get a pressure to save your life. But we didn't blitz as well. So it's like, why were the Chiefs pressuring us to their extent where the Eagles couldn't? We didn't run any blitzes. So the reason you don't the reason you don't blitz Mahomes is the same, you know, you don't blitz Brady. You don't blitz the greats because they can pick you on an ankle. Point. It doesn't angle, matter. Angle, he, angle, angle. Throw, he doesn't he throw with his ankle. Pierce. He throws. He, he was, he was with going his, to Paul Pierce. Let's he be throws with his that. arm. Like he you, was going to Paul Pierce. You don't want him to pick you apart for long drives down the field, and that's always been the Eagles, and specifically Jonathan Gannon's philosophy is: you make teams play, 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 and eventually you'll get a mistake, and eventually you'll make a mistake. But the problem is, good quarterbacks don't make mistakes. Whenever the Eagles have played good quarterbacks, they get cooked. Dak cooked them for 40. Uh, that's about it. Like, they ain't really played anybody this year. Like, who did they play that's a great quarterback? Even a mildly, even a mildly decent quarterback like, like Kyler Murray gave them trouble, you know what I'm saying, in a different way. And the problem with the Eagles' defense and any defense that plays that soft shell cover two is unless you make a play, you're going to give up points. And the – the, the Super Bowl, to me, played the same way that Patriots Super Bowl played. The same exact way. Eagles had a lead going into halftime. Patriots come take the lead. Eagles fight back. Except in that first Super Bowl in 2017, the Eagles got a stop on defense. The Eagles forced a fumble. The Eagles got to Brady and capitalized off of that. They never got to Mahomes. They never touched Mahomes. Mahomes wasn't in any – except for the one five-yard scramble and T.J. Edwards got him on the ankle – like, they ain't really touch them. So, I don't know what kind of ketamine or whatever kind of K&A concoction that they gave Mahomes in the, in the locker room. But whatever it is, that man was high as hell cooking the they, Eagles. They didn't give him nothing. He faked that little, that tackle, he used that to his advantage Come to on. make him think he was, he pulled a Paul Pierce, man. He, he, he went to the sideline all hobbled and then, oh, I see. 20 minutes later, he ran a full sprint to the 20 on a QB scramble. That ankle could go mighty so, healthy that So they could go either way, Jared. Either he's a drama king and he played it up, or he was high as hell. Either way, something happened. It's, I mean, it's, again, it's one of the two. I don't blame the Chiefs. The Chiefs played a phenomenal game from start to finish. I, don't, I just don't think I've seen the arguments, Chris. I told you about an argument I had. If you tell me that the reason we lost was the Eagles' offense, I feel like you just don't want to hear that's just me personally at this point in time. I feel like you just don't want to hear that. AJ, you're on the flip side of that. So what would you say is the reason the Eagles did not win that game? Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of reasons, but at the end of the at the end of the day, I really do think it it boils down to Mahomes and Reed. Um, you know, I I I think there are some things the Eagles offense could have done better, but at the end of the day, they would have almost needed to play a perfect game to win that. And and by perfect, I mean, like, score on every drive type of game. And uh, obviously, the play that probably ended up sealing it uh, in hindsight was the was the Jalen Hurts fumble six to Nick Bolton. Which, by the way, talking about the officials, man, the second fumble should have counted, and that should have been a touchdown. And No, nah, based off the rules, it wouldn't be. That's like that's like a whole NFL. They made that a new rule change going into the season about the the catching. Unless you move, make a move or you go forward, that's not it's not a legal catch yet. But let me ask a question because this came up a couple times during the game, specifically with Devontae Smith and again with Dallas Goddard. What is and isn't a catch? Because there's no consistency when you talk about officiating in the NFL. There's no consistency as to what's a catch because if you ask me honestly, I thought that Goddard. The Goddard catch toe tap on the sideline was incomplete, and it I thought Devontae and I thought Devontae's was a catch. So what is and isn't a catch is so up for interpretation. I think it's just I think that's something they need to figure out. I yeah, thought I thought they both were incomplete. The Devontae Ooh. play and the Goddard play on the sideline where he's bobbling it, and when he gets control, he's got one foot down. I'm like, I, I couldn't understand for the life of me that one. I guess if you are breaking down the very letter of the law, the second Miles Sanders fumble that was returned, I guess you could say that's incomplete. He looked like he caught it, had control, one, two, and then got hit. It looked like a catch to me. 
So let me ask you a question. He was going one too. Let me ask a question here. If that was a crossing route across the middle, and that happens, instead of it being like a somewhat like a backward lateral kind of out the side of the, out of the pocket pass, if that's across the middle and that happens, would you would you think that that is an incomplete, or would you think that's a fumble? To me, to me, it looked like, and and I, I will say that sometimes you you get a little foggy when you slow things all the way down. It looks a little worse than it is. But, like, in real speed, I thought that was a fumble. And to see it on replay, I'm like, there's two feet. He has solid control. He's not bo- He never bobbled the ball at all. I thought it was a fumble. And if, you, if that had happened over the middle of the field, I would think it's a fumble, too. So, I think, right. I mean, I think if it, I think it's perception. Like across the sideline, I think people are more willing to call it a fumble because it's along the sideline. Like if it's a, if it's a crossing right across the middle, and let's say that's, you know, like because the, the the play that came to my mind was when AB goes across the middle and Burfitt hits him in the, uh, pops the ball out, and that's if so if that's a fumble across the middle, then that should be a fumble out the backfield. Like I, don't I think know, position. I think position on where where the where it is on the field it like inherently changes our judgment. I think it's about movement as well. Like if he caught the ball, moved, hit across the middle, that's a fumble. If he's just catching it and it pops out, he didn't really have complete control of the ball. But how? That's just but how many times have we seen? We all watch football. How many times have we seen a play across the middle when somebody gets lit up? Like it looks like they call it. They got lit up. Lot, they call it incomplete every time. You don't because hear a lot of the times like. When you catch it in the middle of the field, you have to like really you have to catch it and go somewhere. If you're if you're still in the process of making the catch and you get popped, you never had complete control of the ball anyway. So it's just it's just an incomplete pass that you never you should have caught because it must be out of whoever you are on the field. You probably could have, especially if it was in the bread basket at your chest. You should have caught it, but that dude hit you so hard. Oh yeah, you wasn't the ball's gone. It, it you weren't completing that catch. So yeah, I get that. The Devonta Smith catch, it's a 50-50 for me. I I understood the Goddard one more. The Smith one, I'm like, it's, it's hard for me to tell until I saw the replay. I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, that's a catch when I see the replay. But the real speed, I'm like, oh, he didn't get his foot in. I'm like, he, he, I'm like, I thought the ground, like he had already dropped it, like with the he used his chest to kind of cover it. But already the ground. like the Smith one, until I saw the replay, I'm, that's when I started making the argument. Oh, he caught that. He caught that first, and then he lost control. The guy when he had control, if we're going off NFL rules, as long as your foot is dragging and you get one foot in, that's automatic catch. It doesn't matter what happens when you go out of bounds. As long as your two feet do what they supposed yeah, to do. But- but is that not the same thing Chase got popped on versus when they played Buffalo? When Cincinnati played Buffalo, they called it incomplete. If that's no, not, he was, I thought he was still bobbling it. He, but, but he, he was, was catching it. His 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 butt is down out of bounds two feet in. Two feet in caught out of bounds, and then he then the ball comes out. How is that not a catch? And you're, these other things are catching. You're supposed to complete the process of the catch when you're going towards the ground. But it's very is it, is it being down? The end of the play, like I got touched, I'm down. That's it, right? You would think, but, but think. when you're making the it get constantly you're changed. going to the ground, they want you to complete the process. It's See, it, like you said, it's very inconsistent. This is depressing. And I think I think when when Roger Goodell is very tone deaf and comes out and says the NFL officiating has never been better, I just I'd be wondering <laughs> what <laughs> what who 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 told him to that? who. Like, to who? To it's who? Like, to who? Are the owners telling you to say this because they think it's better for them? Like, who to who is it better for? Well, I have. I know. I, I know. We could talk about this all day, but I just want to, I you know let you know AJ got his propaganda out and that's fine. But all, I'm going to QB is playing. I'm, I'm going to end this. Guys, whoa, 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 whoa! Don't I? I don't. I don't want to move on yet just yet because I first. First of all, I, I want to give. I want to give Jalen Hurts his flowers. Great player. There's reports that he may be in the range of forty to forty-five mil a year. I mean, what a what a story, right? Like, literally benched in a national championship game. Looked like he looked like he couldn't throw. He transfers to Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley. I don't know what magic Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks, but turns him into a second rounder. Now he's you know probably. He, he would have been Super Bowl MVP if the Eagles pulled that out. Tua's somewhere, you know, still struggling with injuries and really pretty much mid-pack. I call him left-handed Alex Smith. So a great oh. story. 
a great story for for Jalen. Um, but I gotta give Mahomes his flowers here, man. Like we have never seen a start to a career like this. Only Mahomes and Brady started their careers with three Super Bowls in their first six seasons. And when you compare the starts of those two guys, Mahomes is a two-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, uh, two-time MVP. Brady wasn't doing any of that individual stuff in his three Super Bowl runs uh, in his first six seasons. You know, he was pretty much bolstered by a really strong roster, a really strong defense, and probably the greatest defensive coach we've ever seen in Bill Belichick. So um, I, I just... I just want to say that, like, you know, obviously Pat has a lot of work to do to catch Brady's legacy. Brady almost has, like, a like a Michael Jordan-esque legacy, like nobody can catch. But, but let's just throw Pat some love for the fact that, you know, we haven't seen a start to a career, first six seasons, one of which he didn't play at all. We haven't seen a start to a career like this ever. It's absolutely fascinating. And, um, you know, a guy who nobody saw coming in the draft. I didn't know who Mahomes was when we when the Chiefs drafted him. I was like, that's nice, but you know, I I was like, you know, he's probably not better than Alex Smith. We'll just keep getting embarrassed in playoff games for the rest of my life. And uh, you know, Pat Pat turned things around pretty quickly. So I, I just want to show him some love. It's weird it's a weird dynamic because you mentioned that the same – I think people in Philadelphia had similar feelings when they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, why? You know, why would you do this? You just give Carson Wentz all this money. You just – you know, why – you have other needs. Why would you do this? And it looks – you know, like, I'm not going to say they, they fell ass backwards into this, but they kind of fell ass backwards into this. Like, they got lucky with Hurts. Because if they still had Wentz and they never drafted Hurts, this team would be – somewhere at the bottom of the NFC East. You know, this team wouldn't be what it is without Hurts. And I think more so, not the contract itself, because, you know, that's going to be coming up and he's going to, you know, if I'm if I'm Hurts, I'm asking for I'm asking for Deshaun Watson and up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm asking for Lamar and up. Because neither one of those guys have been to a can't, can't say Lamar and up. Lamar hasn't been paid yet. He can't say Lamar. Well, Lamar's asking for Deshaun and up. And if I'm Hurts, I'm – if I'm the Eagles, I'm definitely trying to get hurt signed before Lamar gets signed. Yeah, you have to. Oh, I'm I'm ju- I'm trying to jump the gun on all them guys. Hurts. Because then you got to make it where the because then you, you got to handicap them. Because here's the thing, Cleveland, for whatever you want to think about that contract, set the market. No one's taking less than that. But that's, I, that's it. I will say this though, Cleveland messed the market up. Yes. Like Cle- I, Cleveland did I, what. Baltimore did in 2012 after Flacco won the uh, Super Bowl. Which is crazy. Think, I think there's a really good chance if Cleveland never makes that deal, um, I think there's a really good chance that Lamar's already signed. But because they went and gave Deshaun the most ridiculous guarantee deal of all time, just for him to come out and look like mid-pack, by the way, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that really messed the market up and now Lamar's like, dog, I'm an MVP of this league. I've been doing this with no receivers. Uh and I'm sure Jalen Hurts feels similarly like I'm MVP runner up. I took us to the Super Bowl. Um I'm you know, I pretty much outplayed Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I had better numbers than him. I'm sure he's looking around like, yo, I need that Deshaun Watson bread too. I'm not even gonna be mad at the fact that I don't even think it was just Watson that reset the market because Kyle Murray got paid too and was like, "Come on, that was a that was a reach paycheck." They even had to add the Call of Duty clause in it, like that was it was a stretch. But because if, if those two didn't get paid, it was looking like the trajectory of how quarterbacks are going to get paid was kind of going to be towards the Mahomes deal. Well, you they, they, he had like kind of a baseball contract. We're like, "Oh, we'll keep you for this long, and then we'll just give you this X amount of money." But it's going to be a longer stretched out contract than the typical QB three to five years, something like that what you would love to see, but what that wasn't happening. As soon as Sean got his money and Kyle got his, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going back to the norm. Let's reset the market, and then let's reset reset the market again because Murray didn't get the Sean Watson, like, same type of deal, but the guarantee is not that far. It was, like, maybe $10 million less guarantee. Like, it's still crazy to me. So, yeah, Mahomes, Hurst is going to get his money. It depends on – I think for how much he's going to be able to take, he's going to go for as much as he can. Is he going to still be hungry? I believe so, because we've seen just like the type of person Hurts is. I don't think the intangibles are going to change for him. The skill set's only going to improve. So I, I think we have a we have a good shot with Hurts going forward. But yeah, the Sean Watson and Kyle Murray to me, like 
transformed the market to where now you're like, we're, you're potentially seeing the Giants having to choose between whether they're going to pay Daniel Jones and it's like a, a good upwards of 25 to $30 million guaranteed money or have to because they have to franchise tag either him or Saquon. So it's like, and now you're going to see Daniel Jones make more money than I think he's worth as well because it's like, ugh, how much, how likely are we going to believe in a QB like that as well? Hey, that that kind of brings to brings me or, or brings to my mind the fact that look around the league and there are so few top tier guys that you can trust. I saw I saw a a top five list today. Somebody put out of top five QBs going into next season, and number five was Trevor Lawrence. And at first, I'm like. No way is Trevor Lawrence a top five QB in this league. That's insane. And then you actually look down each roster and you look at the fact that Aaron Rodgers has kind of started to age out. There's no more Brady. Uh, You got Kirk Cousins being mid every season. Deshaun Watson looks mid. Like, man, you're kind of like, wow, Trevor Lawrence really might be a top five QB in this league. And, um, you know, it's going to lead to, like you you just said, it's going to lead to some contracts that, are going to make you scratch your head. It also led to the fact that the Cardinals were like, we have to lock up Kyler Murray. What choice do we have? If we don't lock him up, there's no finding just like great talent falling out of the sky or QBs and free agency. You've got to lock guys up. But now you see that situation in Arizona where it seems like no coach wants to coach Kyler Murray. Not and, true. You know, our, our Gannon is. Hey, I... I hope I hope they hire a really solid offensive coordinator. Oof, um, they better they because they losing they losing D Hop anyway. And they, they going better. and they going to give up thirty five points a game. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about that. that, that so the Eagles, man, I, I don't want to say I don't want to throw any shade at them, but there definitely was the narrative of the Eagles being this like defensive juggernaut leading up to the Super Bowl, and you know. You like, like you said, Chris. Like you look across who they played, and you're like, have they played any like elite offenses? Have they played any elite QBs? Like, it's it's looking kind of it's looking kind of sketchy. But here's the here's the thing that works in the Eagles' favor. What elite quarterback is in the NFC? Mm. Yeah, Dang. that's the question. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC right now? Jalen Hurts. He might be. Might be right. Who would be number two? Dak? Dak Prescott. Probably Dak. Yeah. And who's number three? Cousins? Aaron Rodgers if he comes back. If he, if Aaron Rodgers if Okay, he so they played. So think about it, this year. They played Rodgers. They yeah, played yeah. Cousins. They played Dak. They played, the, they, they played Purdy for a, a drive. They played the best quarterbacks in the NFC. And they cooked them. Like, <laughs> I mean, except for Dak. But even, even, the, even when they played the Cowboys, they forced turnovers by, by Dak. They forced turnovers by Rodgers. They fir- they forced these turnovers by these teams. The only time they didn't force turnovers is when they lost to Mahomes. And you have to force turnovers if you're going to play Mahomes, especially a guy who is who has been shown to be a little bit reckless with the football, be a little bit reckless or, I guess on the flip side, aggressive with decision-making when it comes to throwing the ball. You know, like we all – we know – we've seen Mahomes play. He's not afraid to throw the ball. He's never been afraid to throw the ball. Yeah. But in the game, in this game in particular, he was he had guys wide open. Like he didn't have to force any throws. Nope. He didn't have nope. to do the ten the, yards back. The duck, the the no look, underhanded between his legs. Harlem Globe try to stuff the. He don't have to do that. He can sit what back there. What did y'all think of the? the two touchdowns on the goal line that were basically Andy Reid just flexing and being like, oh, I know exactly what y'all are going to do when I motion this guy this way, and we're just going to have a motion right back, and he'll be wide that's, open. That's good The coaching. same thing Gannon did against the Jags. That literally was the first thing that looked up. I'm it's, like, bro, the Jags ran that play, and we didn't know how to do it. You're telling me a week three play, you couldn't, you're at the Super Bowl now, you don't know how to adjust to that? Because no one, no one else did it to him. Even when the, it's a, even when the Giants, even, okay, but, like, even when they play the Giants, the Giants do a lot of motion and stuff like that. The Eagles can get away with that because the Giants stink. Yep. They don't have – you know, like, come on, you're not afraid of that. Nope. But the thing is, and the, the reason that these, these 
the defense look as bad as it did is because they didn't, for the first time all year, win the battle of the line of scrimmage. They didn't win. And all all the ailments of the Eagles defense behind you gets covered up if you sack the quarterback. If Mahomes is running for his life like that Tampa game was, you know, like that 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 game looks different because if you're able to force pressure and you have a 10-point lead, I've said it on this podcast plenty of times, Jared, the Eagles are front runners. Once they get a lead, typically they don't give it up. And this was the one time they gave it up. No pressure, man. That's what we're just no pressure. It's crazy. Shout out, shout out to the uh, the Chiefs O line rocking the zero sack shirts today at the as they should have uh, parade. Like at, they, they when, felt- when you when you do something, you get the flex on it. Yeah, you, when you're when you, when you show up to the biggest game ever in a skirt, I don't know about that. You don't get to. I don't think you get to talk. The juju talk on Twitter was. Hilarious. I don't think you get to do that. Like if the it was Kelsey, if it was Kelsey, okay, cool. If it was Pacheco. Okay, cool. Pacheco scored. Juju, you was just along for the ride. Stop it. It was funny. I I like to be. That leads me to something that I really did want to discuss, though. And again, it ties back into the Mahomes thing, and I really don't think we can show him enough love. Uh, But uh, Uh, we we show him all the love on this pod as is. We said Mahomes the best QB that have felt. He's He's not the goat or anything. Okay. I think, but I, I, I think this kind of underscores the fact that, like, not only not only did Mahomes win a Super Bowl with, with some pretty much, like y'all said, some mid-tier wide receivers, man. Like, the most average of average. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that his first four seasons, what was everybody scared of? It was the deep ball. It was the big chunk plays, the 25-yard passes to Kelsey, the big long bombs to Tyreek Hill. They scored in 13 seconds because they can get 25 yards in a snap. Like, those are the things you were most scared of. For them to uh, out of nowhere when Tyreek gets traded, switch it to, now we're a possession offense. Now we're dink and dunk. We're, we're 8, 9, 10 yards at a time. We hand it off. We run the ball. To turn it completely shifted into a ball control, uh, you know, possession offense, and still have the best offense in the league, and still have generational numbers put up by Mahomes, and then still win the Super Bowl, is fascinating to me. I was, it's one of the things I was scared of. It's one of the things that started disrupting Mahomes when teams would go into their shell coverages, their cover twos take away Tyreek Hill, Mahomes started to look human again. And I don't know what he did this offseason, but for him to turn Juju and MVS and Justin Watson and, you know, guys, you know, Kadarius Tony, they pick up off the Stop team. me when you hear somebody who shakes fear into your heart. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, like, they, they picked up Kadarius Tony and look, like, great value they got him for, like, Super electric guy. The punt return was probably, again, one of the biggest plays in the game. The nail in the coffin. Yeah, but, like, again, like, nobody that strikes fear in your heart. And it's just, he Mahomes was just cool this this season. We're like, all right, eight yards, nine, ten. We're just going to go down the field. And, um, you know, I, I, saw, I saw a Twitter thread that was sort of coming at him for, uh, oh, he, half of his touchdown passes have come in the red zone. It's like, that's yeah. Great that's great to hear, though. Like, that's, yeah. what, that's what you want to do. You want to score in the red zone. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. That's all Tom Brady did when he won the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> red zone plays. We're not, we just got to get downfield. We'll figure out how, but we just got to get downfield. Exactly. Jared, are you, are, hold on, hold on. Jared, are you saying that Mahomes is becoming the new Brady with dinking and dunking his way down the field? No, I doubt it. Because, again, they'll draft the top tier. They'll draft a receiver that's going to be a speedster or something like that. It was supposed to be Mahomes Harmon, but. I'm, I guess he just never really evolved to the way he is. But the thing, the thing about it this way is you don't get a speedster. You can go back to what you wanted to do. It's not like they didn't have 40 or 50-yard bonuses. They had a 78-yarder to Marvin Valdez scaling this season, plus more when he's done it. Like, they've had plays. I'm not against it. It's just this season, you see, I saw more of Mahomes' bag than I thought I would have to see. But here's, here's the thing about good coaching, though. What, what, did, what did people do 
to beat the Chiefs. They held the time of possession. The Chiefs always, whenever they lost, nine times out of ten, they also lost the time of possession battle. What was Andy Reid's biggest issue? He couldn't manage the clock. He did, I mean, they lost the time of possession battle in the Super Bowl, but they managed the clock well enough. They lost the one challenge. They were down to two timeouts, whatever. I was sitting there thinking, like, maybe this comes back to bite them. Who knows? But a mark of a good coach is to take things and apply them in the right situation and press the right buttons at the right time. Andy Reid pressed the right buttons at the right time. Whether or not it's more so that the Eagles shot themselves in the foot every time, every every go-round, whatever. But he knew well enough to make the Eagles – because the Eagles do what they do on motions. They have a – you know, they rotate the safety down to account for the man coming across the line of scrimmage. Every There was never any motion across the line of scrimmage. Never any consequential motion across. If whenever somebody motioned, they always went right back to wherever there was someone empty. It was vacant on that side of the field. I could throw them touchdown passes. Now, if you want to pick and pick apart Mahomes for that, okay, cool. But the the fact of the matter is, he he won. He 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 did what it's set out to do. He won the game. They won the Super Bowl again. So you have, to, of course, but you have to, you have to just live with that. Juju, though, come on, man, stop it. <laughs> hey, hey, like you said, right, when you win, you get the stunt. And more importantly, the joke was funny. Okay. I don't get why the Eagles players started feeling like, is I don't know if it's because he's mid, they felt like yes. they Yes, that's my point. If it yeah. was if it was Travis Kelsey, all right, yeah, good one, bro. Yeah, you got me with Juju. <laughs> Come that's on, like, man. I hate, I hate the argument. That's like Joel Anthony. Well, he, I mean, he days. That's like Joel Anthony talking trash. To yeah, exactly. Got you got with the 2.0. Come, come on, on bro. Man. Come on, bro. Hey, hey, that's, hey, like, that's like if Quez was was chirping off at the at the Chiefs. Like, come on, bro. Stop it. Hey, I bet you, I bet you, more people, uh, casual fans know who Juju is than than AJ Brown. Yeah, because they on TikTok, just TikTok. like Juju. Bro, I got little cousins that know who Juju is. They exactly. four years old. They, oh that don't make that don't make listen to them before I listen to myself. The TikTok man, he dances on the logos. Get out of here. This guy's on Fortnite. I'm not about to like. What are we talking about? The, the joke, the joke was hilarious. Eagles, they need to get out their feelings. You mean we, we was the most humble losers we've ever seen out of all seasons. We were the most humble, and then that's what you do. That's that. I think that's the only issue. I think, I think honestly, it, super humble. it had been it had been like a love affair up until the Super Bowl, and that's really not the Philadelphia way. Like you yep. don't. And I think it was, I think it was uh I thought it was a lot of like mutual respect because of the Kelsey thing. Yeah, and, and because and, and the Reed thing, and the Reed thing. Yeah. Like Mahomes, if this was like part, all right, part of it, I think is the difference between this and 2017 was no one thought the Eagles were winning in 2017. Nope. At least the Eagles had a the Eagles, and rightfully so they 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 showed they had more than a puncher's chance of winning that game. Like one or two plays the other way, like maybe we having a different conversation. But I, I honestly just think it's because of who said it. Yeah, I think like, that's the reality. I'm not. I don't disagree. I think it's just who said it. If this was a Travis Kelsey saying anything, even it, even it, 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 if that was it, like it, the it, NFL, if the NFL had put that tweet out, people would have been like mad. Like Eagles fans would have been mad. But it's like, hey, maybe that was all right. That was a good one. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you know how brands do that 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 stuff. For him to put that out and then to double down on it. This is what AB was talking about. Just saying. I mean, saying. not not many times can you say AB was right, but maybe AB was right. Hey, I what one thing. This is very much a, a a TV talk show question, but y'all y'all talked about Andy Reid. Uh-huh. Um, this this and uh you know the 2020 Super Bowl as well. Sort of like the the pinnacle of his career, right? Like he. He had all those years with the Eagles making the NFC title game, the, the one Super Bowl that he lost. Like, he always got right close enough and then just couldn't get to the top. Uh, but I think he's proved, like, yo, I'm I'm actually that guy. Um, one game for your life, uh, you know, player adjacent, 
one game for your life. You need one coach to put together the best game plan to get a W. Are you going with Belichick or are you going with Andy? Belichick. I'm, I'm, Belichick. Uh, I'm going I'm Belichick. Eagles, I'm an Eagles guy, so I'm going Andy. Nah, man. I've seen Andy. I've seen Andy blow it too many times. We have seen Andy blow it too many I've times. Seen, you, I've always had faith in Andy, though. That's my thing. dog. Here's the thing, That's man. my dog, for real. I, I grew up on Andy. A lot of what I like about football is probably because of Andy. The West yes, Coast offense, the screens, oh, the, the, the lack of running the ball. Like, all of that is Andy, you know? Like, blowing a timeout for no reason whatsoever in the Just third quarter. Just to go Just to go That's oh, Andy. That's my dude. That's my dog. But if you ask me for my life, I'm going with Belichick, man. Belichick will win you a football Stop game. It. You okay, talking about with Scrubs okay, okay. and Mahomes. Belichick will win this? you a game with Amendola. Like Belichick will win you a game. This, with... How about this though? What if we say? What if we say you're going out with the most mid-pack quarterback? So who's who's the mid-pack most? Belichick. Belichick did it with Dinker and Dunker. Mister Dink and Dunk. Tom Brady. All right. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's the greatest dinker and dunker ever. And Mahomes and Mahomes is like the second best quarterback. If you are you saying mid, we're saying mid mid, like right. I'm I'm saying like the most the most average QB you could think of. Think like Kirk Cousins or like Andy Reid would make Kirk Cousins look like Joe Montana. This is is Kirk's been in the top ten. All right, so if you have, oh, I'm gonna give you two names. I'm gonna give you two names right now. If Andy Reid had Carson Wentz, and if Bill Belichick had Derek Carr, I'm going with Bill Belichick. And these are the middest of mids. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Carson Wentz, Eagles Carson Wentz. Eagles Andy Reid had Eagles Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Eagles Carson Wentz with Andy Reid. I'm, I'm taking Andy Reid. Derek Carr with Bill Belichick. I'm thinking. I'm taking Derek Carr. Question. I'm taking Bill Belichick. Question. Who is the offensive coordinator? In this scenario, like if I have Belichick, can I pick they got the same order? ones. I think they got the well, same ones. Mike well, McDaniel's the thing and is, well, the thing is, no, is, wait, wait, I gotta deal with, with Patricia. You, you can, no, no, no. I'll, I'll even let you pick Belichick with uh Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniel okay. has yeah, far and away been the best OC Belichick's had. Okay, but if you, it honestly doesn't even matter with Andy because you're getting you're basically getting him as the head coach and the play caller. Okay, so. so if you if you're telling me it's like it's Andy and like Spagnuolo on the other side giving up thirty five, yeah, I, I Spags, okay. uh, you know what I mean. Like you can you can take whatever DC or OC you want. You can give Bel- I, my my point is to say like post Brady when he's had QBs that are like pretty oh, yeah. much mid-season. oh yeah it's it's been it's been a little rough. It's been it's not only been rough it's been borderline like. Yo, what's going on here? However, without Mahomes, you look at the track record and and guys he made look like Hall of Famers at one point. Like we thought Donovan McNabb, like Donovan McNabb was a top five QB at one point. He had Alex Smith putting putting up crazy numbers. He had Mike Vick looking like like revitalized. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, version. definitely. Like, but I don't. I think. Here's in the bugaboo with Andy, and I don't know if it's all the way gone yet. Is that nine times out of ten, he'll he's going to do something to himself to cost him the game more so than you're going to beat him. That's real. That's real. And nine t- like with Belichick, you have to beat him. Like he's not going to beat himself. That's like real. you're going to have to beat him. And we've seen Andy up until recently be completely beatable in big games. Okay. Like, and then here's the thing, like, whether or not it's the right play call, it's it's the time management issue. Like, I'm not saying, like, you give Andy a weapon like Mahomes. Like, of course he's going to look great. But honestly speaking, you give anybody Mahomes, they're going to look great. And 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 that's that's kind of why I, I was saying, like, because it's such a player's league, obviously, like, at the end of the day, you you put Tom Brady and you put Pat Mahomes on just about any team and they're going to elevate it because they're just that amazing. But I look at what those two guys have done when they didn't have the generational QB, like even all the way back to like Belichick on the Browns when he got fired before he came to the Patriots, like 
you look at what those guys did when they had like the average guys, Mac Jones, uh, I guess it's debatable if you think Mac is average or if you think he's just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but Andy had guys, Kevin Cobb. Um, Please don't mention that name to me. You know, I, mean, and- I feel like that's the same in any sport, though. Cause no, but, here, but here's the thing, though, right? Like, I get what you're saying, AJ. Like, Reed has made mid-quarterbacks look great. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you're going resume for resume, like, I don't think – there's not many people's resume who can stand up with Belichick. Like, Take away what I mean. I, listen, you count what Reed did with the Packers in the '90s and all that stuff. That's cool. Look at what Belichick did with the with the Giants in the '80s. Look at what Belichick did in the '90s. What Belichick been doing for the past twenty years? Like, here's here's something that 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 I think makes this point a little bit crazier. If you think about, it. everybody thinks that Bill Parcells is the is one of the greatest coaches ever. Look at Parcells without Belichick. Parcells without Belichick is mid. Seriously, I think I think I, it's it's the the numbers of Parcells without Belichick is like mind boggling. So you need to have good systems around you at all times. For sure, for sure. Mahomes has the perfect system for him because yeah. if Mahomes was in Cleveland, he'd be he'd be whatever. Like we we would be ta- we wouldn't be talking about him the way we talk about him. I we I, would, I we think, would talk about Mahomes like Matthew Stafford. I yeah. think oh. I think Pat was the perfect it was the perfect combo of generational talent and like the perfect coach that could like let him off the leash a little bit but still like pull him back and be like hey 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 we still need to stay within the system though like you can you can wild out and you can do the behind the back or whatever but you still need to reel it and i think there's a chance that he if he went to like you said an org like cleveland or detroit Somewhere like that, there's a chance he would be like Jameis Winston. He would have like 30 TDs and 30 picks. You know, I think the same. That's like the argument that could be said, like the Steph Curry and Steve Kerr situation. Like we don't know how likely he would have become the player he is without like with Lamar Jackson, or whatever. But when you get a coach like Steve Kerr, you, you just get unleashed because of like the personalities are so cohesively good together. You just find that dynamic, and you just yep. become this like all star, all of fame, great duo. Like it's just how it is. Like. And it, it works out for Mahomes and Reed as well because Reed, Reed got this quarterback that's now not only like leveling up his career but just transcending what he's doing with think what three Super Bowls like that's yeah. phenomenal like five straight AFC championship games that's top tier like, that's stuff you just don't see often. I have a, I have a question and we can we can switch over after this but how long before yeah, how, long, how long before people start turning on Mahomes? I don't think they do. I I think it I think we've already seen it happen like. I don't know. I don't think people, anybody's really people have been trying to put Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and well, you always try to find names and they always want they always want to have somebody to compare them to because at the end of the day these are his peers that you no no no, 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 no. I mean how long before we start getting the anti Mahomes crowd the he same would way, have to really the same, the same no no the same way we got the anti Steph crowd the same way we got the anti Brown Brown oh, crowd you don't be on now look Twitter Twitter is not real um, life. But like, there's Mahomes haters all across the internet. Like, no, 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 not, no, no, no. not like there is like, a, like, not like there were Curry haters and Bron haters. Bron haters are the greatest haters. NFL, NFL rigged was trending two games in a row when they when they beat the when they beat the Bengals on the correct call, and then they beat the Eagles on the correct call. NFL rigged was trending. Not to mention the fact that calls were missed that went against the Chiefs in both of those games. But when the Chiefs won both of those games, NFL rigged was trending nationwide in both of those games. There are a lot of people that hate the Chiefs and hate Mahomes. See, I, I think, believe it. I think the Chiefs are, are this generation's Patriots. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're at the, in the industry when you, I work in, when you have the most love. When you have sustained success, People hate it. People hate it. So I understand why I'm a hater. No, no, Because they're good. No, no, no. What? No, no. That's not why I'm a hater? You're comparable of hate to other people's comparable hair. Are not, are vastly different. We go through this every episode. Who do I hate on unfairly? Bradley Bill, you unfairly hate on, sir. Like, that's just the main, that is your main target of hatred and vitriol. You, you 
go like the brother just because you don't like the brother. Jamal Murray is now a new one added to your list. And you should see the way he discredited Jamal Murray. It's crazy. I'm, it's a, just I'm a Jamal Murray fan, so. I oh, you can't, can't tell him that. Don't tell him that. Here's the thing. Me and AJ are on the complete opposite side of every sports take known to man. Every take. Wait, wait, wait. So is it is it his style of play that you don't like? No, it's the, it's the oh my, I think it's more so the perception around him. Oh my God, he's this. Oh my God, like his level of value to the Nuggets is not as high as people make it out to be. Chris's hatred of Jamal Murray goes to the point where he sent me a clip of Bones Highland talking trash about Jamal Murray, the presser. It said, "This is the guy you defend." Even the backup though, like I'm like, what is that guy doing? First of all, I didn't say that. I didn't. I don't disagree with it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I don't disagree with it. My my thing is like Jamal Murray can easily come out and score thirty a night. However, he'll score 31 game and be gone for the next three weeks. Like he'll be missing in action. Like he'll be he'll he'll put up 30 and then he'll have like games like 11, 12, 17, 6. So, like come on, man. Like you're not so can- I I agree with you. Like I, I I think um I think it's pretty clear to me at least that Jokic is the curry of that team. He's the He's the guy everybody else revolves around. Like right. that is absolutely right. true. Um, I also think it's true that we inflate his value because he had like two seconds in the bubble where he was like Michael Jordan. Here's I'm 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 officially over all bubble stats. All bubble right, stats yeah. are not real. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, Jerry, Jerry, you you love T.J. Warren. When the last time anybody mentioned T.J. Warren in this sentence? Yeah. The past two weeks, because he was in a trade with the greatest small forward to play since LeBron. He, he been, they've been talking TJ Warren up since they got traded with KD. Anyway, what the, where's TJ? Does TJ Warren play? Yes, he plays. He valuable, plays. I mean, valuable minutes? Anthony, Anthony, Davis, Anthony Davis shot 50% from three in the bubble and has never shot anywhere close to that for the rest of his career, before or after. Anthony Davis was healthy. That's all you need to hear about how fake the bubble was. That's how good the bubble was. They strict basketball diet. Eat, sleep, breathe, ball. That's the dream. That's what they was that's what they really supposed to be about. I, I think I think we overinflate uh, at least in my mind, I'm always searching for like, man, I really just want Jamal to get back to like bubble Bubble Murray, like come to playoffs. That, that, that ain't him. That ain't him. He, he's that ain't a playoff him. guy. The one, the only thing I'll say is extremely entertaining. I think to me, he's like my my favorite point guard outside of Steph. Of course it is. Um, of course however, it is. However, um, and and I also think that 2021, when the Warriors were going through their little bit of a transition, they got knocked out of the play in whatever, whatever. I, I thought if Murray stayed healthy, he tore his ACL that April. I thought if he stayed healthy, the Nuggets were in the finals. Let me I ask think... you a question. No, go ahead. Let me ask you a question because the trade deadline just passed. We're not going to go too in-depth. I don't know how much longer you got, but aside from Kevin Durant, obviously I think that's the best trade of the deadline. You, other people will say anything, but you just get the best player. Who do you think made the best trade in that trade deadline aside from the Suns getting Kevin Durant, which nobody really thought was going to happen? That's a great question, man. Um, so there were a lot, there were a lot of trades that went down. Um, it's probably one of the higher volume trade deadlines uh, in recent memory. I I thought potentially the best trades were the Lakers getting D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt from Minnesota. Uh, particularly Vanderbilt, I see him as a piece that could be a really good contributor for a title team. The issue is. The Lakers don't have any time. Um, I I guess if you if you want to go there, it has to be Kyrie. It gives the Mavs a chance to have two really dynamic uh, playmakers on the same team. I worry about who they're going to defend. I it's the same thing with the Suns. Quite frankly, I think it's refreshing to see an owner and a new owner especially come in and say, all right, no, I actually am pushing all my chips in and I want to win now. That's refreshing as a sports fan, but I worry that there it's a lot of aging superstar going on there. KD after the injury, Chris Paul on the deep line, who are they going to guard? How are they going to figure out, you know, who's going to take control of the offense between KD and Booker? A lot of dynamics. 
let's not forget AD has only figured it out with one team and with one transcendent superstar next to him. He wasn't able to really figure it out with Oklahoma City, couldn't figure it out with the Nets. He hitched himself to a guy who is the most unreliable superstar in history, Kyrie Irving. So we'll see how it goes, but I guess I guess I would have to say the Irving trade and and put an honorable mention uh, to the Lakers picking up D'Lo and Vanderbilt. I thought they made some really solid moves. Just there's no time after the trade deadline to really pick it up if, unless you have everything ready made and you're just plugging in maybe one guy. Chris, opposite question to you because I feel like you're going to go the same way if I ask you opposite question. Mm-hmm. Trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You see the Clippers make good trades. Yeah. You see the Suns obviously make a trade. The Mavs is still mm-hmm. up in the air, but it's very still the crazy Kyrie Irving for whatever. The Nets made their trade. I think it's not a bad trade. Look what the pieces they got back at picks. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was the biggest loser of the trade deadline? Like out of all the teams, you could just we could just get I could do playoff teams because I don't think the no name team matter. No offense to them. Yeah. But I don't think a team like the Rockets or Pistons really matter to us as no, no. much going into now the all-star break and postseason. Mm-hmm. What postseason team do you think was the biggest loser in the trade deadline? I think the biggest the biggest opportunity for a team to pick up some steam that didn't capitalize, and maybe this is a, maybe this is a reason they maybe can't. But I I would have loved to see Cleveland make a move. Mm. They have a lot of good young pieces. They have you know great guards and and Garland and Mitchell. They have good you know, good bigs and, and Allen and, and uh, Allen and Mobley. I think they would have benefited from a from a wing, uh, maybe somebody else who could kind of come in and play. And there's talk about maybe buying out Kevin Love. There's talk about some other things, but I think they are one of the two teams I think could have made a move if I had to get a team in the West. Sacramento, you know, like who would have thought that they would be in this position? I I didn't, you know, I thought they'd make the play in. But I didn't think they'd be, you know, a top team in the West right now. And I think, either rightly or wrongly, they could have benefited from maybe getting another wing, uh, maybe kind of getting an upgrade over Harrison Barnes and maybe upgrading uh, maybe a backup big spot. They're not really playing too much of Rashawn Holmes. They probably could have got some pieces for him. Um, Just to kind of pair, you know, what they're doing with Fox and Sabonis and Herter, they have pieces. Are these pieces enough to kind of get you anywhere in the West, though? Like, I don't know. So I think they could have maybe done, like, a Grizzlies type of thing where they kind of get some solid, maybe less flashy pieces just to kind of solidify their roster. But, uh, yeah, I hate that Josh said that the West was cool because now the West has dropped a complete nuke on everything. And I could easily easily see Memphis sliding to, like, the play-in. So those are my losers. The the Grizzlies are my losers of the trade deadline. If, if other people might say why they have a good roster, good rosters don't matter anymore. Look at the, what the West just did. Look at what the Grizzlies really need. They have the lockdown defender in Jaron Jackson, but is he a number two? You have T Rex sharp shooting Bing, but is he a number two? And then you have Ja, who you know is number one, but where's the real Ja's Robin? Where's his number two help? I think Desmond Bain's good, but if you really try to make an argument to me that Desmond Bain's your number two. I'm looking at you like you're crazy because he's not that guy. He's good, but he's not that guy. Is it Dylan Brooks? Where where, where are they? Steve Adams is their their leader, their defensive anchor. But when you're a guy coming to me telling me, boss is my biggest challenge, I'm cool in the West with such a nonchalant air. You guys talk so much trash. You hear the rumors that they had a chance to acquire OG Ananobi, and you whiff on it. I look at this as a big loss because OG would have been huge for the Grizzlies. I'm not saying, oh, this would have been something that just – Barely gets them a scrape because, you know, Suns got KD, Mavs got Kyrie. No, this would have been huge, not only for the development of them, but what they could have done in this postseason with OJ and Obi now, guy that's, what, 25 years old, top five right now, I think, two-way defenders and offensive player because he can get 20 when, when he actually gets involved in offense. He can get you 20. Next to a John Morant and a Jaron Jackson, and you keep uh, Desmond Bain, I think that team now becomes one of the people's favorites. Like, I don't think they're shining behind the Suns or they're shading behind the Nuggets. They're your people's favorite if you really start thinking about what they had as a collective unit. But they didn't make it. They didn't do the trade. I think they're starting to fall. Like Chris says, you start to really fall down because what teams are better than them in my eyes? The Nuggets. The Suns. I think the Clippers are now going to be better than them going into a playoff situation. The Clippers are better than them. If the Warriors make the playoffs, the Warriors are still better than them in my eyes. 
I think that's four teams right there. The Mavs could potentially beat them if they get the defense situated like AJ said. If you get the defense right, those are five teams right there that are better than you. But like, that's if the if the Pelicans get healthy, I think the Pelicans are better than you. Like that's six teams now. You can't tell me you know fear the West, but I can just name six teams right there, just point blank period that could potentially kick you out first round. That's the, like those are first round. The Kings, Chris knows my fallacy for the Kings are poverty. Are they having a good season? They throw all their chips in the basket to break that 25-plus year or tw- whatever streak it is? Yeah. But next season, they'll be garbage again. So they did what they had to do, and I respect it thoroughly, but they're poverty. So I won't put them on the list of teams that could beat the Grizzlies. They're losing. Jared, don't you disrespect the bean. You stop it. You stop that it right even, now. It wasn't even a real thing until the season because they didn't know what winning was. Light the beam. Light the beam. Listen, they hey. always tell you, even a blind squirrel can find another venture. Hey, everything, everything you just said about the Grizzlies is pretty much how I feel about the Warriors after the trade deadline. Um, had a chance to potentially pick up a guy like a Jared Vanderbilt. Had a chance to get a wing like an OG for some scoring and some defense. Didn't do any of that. They did finally get a win in letting go of James Wiseman because they needed to do that like a year ago. Um, but, you know, they get back Gary Payton, who is, you know, a win-now type of piece, but he's hurt, and that turns into a whole thing. So they're basically back to the same mid-pack roster that they already had, 29 and 29. Um, do I think that they their championship experience and their pedigree could lift them over a team like the Grizzlies? Absolutely. Do I think that they – are going to need a lot of lo- a lot of luck to to make another title run absolutely and it could have been avoided if they made a couple shrewd moves but as of now same roster you may be adding Gary Payton the second at the at the end of the season to give you some defensive boost but it's going to be really tough for them it, it's a big weight on the shoulders of Steph Curry who's banged up of Clay Thompson who's had two uh gruesome injuries and on the weight of Draymond Green who's you know declining every day as we speak so <laughs> them and, and I, I really just wish the, the Warriors front office would have given their their old vets a little more support on the roster this season all right so before we wrap things up AJ I'm gonna give you one more opportunity to, to spread this Mahomes propaganda for the world to hear and then you know, we're going to wrap it up. So, go ahead. The, 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 floor, the floor is yours. Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second is the greatest, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football. He is absolutely transcendent. And don't be surprised if next season the Chiefs are right back in the winner's circle. It doesn't matter. He showed this season. It doesn't matter. The roster, the receivers. As long as you give him T. Kelsey healthy and you got Andy calling the plays, the Chiefs are, are going to be in great position. So um, the greatest start to a season, to a career that we've ever seen from a quarterback, absolutely transcendent. And, uh, you know, he's chasing ghosts. Just like Bron is, was chasing that ghost once upon a time in Chicago, Pat Mahomes is chasing the ghost in Boston, Tom Brady, who – that's that's the only QB you can compare to Pat, in my opinion. Maybe maybe I'll give you Joe Montana. You better hope Mahomes doesn't have a ten year gap between the Super Bowls like the ghost from Boston did. Jared, your final thoughts. Man, go Eagles. That's all I can really say because we lost and I'm still depressed. And I don't know when this this depression. I, I didn't think I'd feel this bad about a Super Bowl. Chris feels otherwise. And to me, it's just like man, we really had a shot. I, the, the, the happiness you feel when you know you really had a shot at a Super Bowl. Like, the 2017, we thought we were going to lose. 21, whoo-hoo. But this one, you really had a chance. Even call or no call, if you tie the game up, go to OT, you had a – that. this was one of the greatest Super Bowls I've seen in a while. Jalen Hurts broke history, so it's just like, man, it, it really stings for a little bit. As a huge Eagles fan, it stings for the loss of this is how much we go into the team, right? Because, like, this is how much we love our football teams. We're, we, we really – no players. We know their last names. We 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 might know what they do in the offseason. We might know what they've been doing, like or who the trades are. We're so in depth with the team where we can actually tell you the schemes that we're running because that's how much of a football fan we are. We know what our teams do. That's how much we love the Eagles. So to see this loss, it just it hurts you a little bit. It taints your soul when you see us lose like that. So 
I'm, it's gonna take me a minute to get over it. Speak for yourself. I watched the Sixers, so I have no shame. I I, I do watch the Sixers, so um, I watched <laughs> I, I watched Doc Rivers clap and and fold his arms and look confused. This has so, been a bad. Year I have I have no soul. You know, I watched the Phillies <laughs> lose in the World Series. I watched the Eagles lose in the Super Bowl. I watched the Sixers. So you know, there's there's no hope for a guy like me. Thank God so, you're not a soccer fan. You saw the Union lose as well. I I, I saw the, I rec- I acknowledge the Union. I found this but <laughs> as as my watch likes to, to to chime in and and give her two cents, I think that the biggest thing we have to realize with the Super Bowl is that Hurts outplayed Mahomes. So thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend and tell a friend to tune in. Um, if you're Juju Smith-Schuster, please uh, add us on TikTok. And if you're everyone else, follow us on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. And follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada P before AJ gives out his Twitter mentions and whatever other social media platform he has. Make sure all of you of his millions of followers follow us as well because the man is up. Yes, for, for the millions and millions, make sure you send all hate mail to the following um at, at, at all day underscore AJ King, the OG account is back. Follow that. Hey. Follow follow the backup too with two underscores, whatever. But yeah, follow follow my man's and them, uh, Jared and Chris. You know what I mean at STTP podcast. Straight to the straight to the.